Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Good afternoon. I pause because I'm always overwhelmed when I look out. And the reason is because I see so many different faces, so much different representation. I see families, I see children, I see young people, I see mature people. And it makes me recognize my mortality. And then I kind of thought about the songs and I said, you know, you think more deeply when you have to come up here and talk. (laughs) You pay attention a little differently. So I was listening to the songs and not just getting into them, but I was listening to the words and I said to myself, We will praise him the rest of our days. And, you know, you get a little movement for some, and you're bouncing, and you're really in it. But I ask myself, will I praise him from this moment forward? Am I praising him now, or am I just singing a song? The next song, (laughs) quite convicting. I won't go back. I can't go back. And I probably will go back. <laughs> and, but the blessing is, is that he has an invitation for me. So I can keep claiming I won't go back. I don't have to give up because I will go back. But I can go forward and say I won't go back. And that's the kind of love God has for me. I've been changed. That's funny because, yes, I have been changed, then I'll change back. So now I'm like, okay, what's in it for me if I have been changed and healed, love and peace, and then I cause disruption, anger to some, I'm being, but then I sing, I've been changed. So, hmm. And this one, you are worth it all. Are you? not talking about me. I'm suggesting that my worship to him, because he's worth it all. Do I really buy that? Do I behave in a way that I buy that? I'm not consistent, so I will say, no, there are times when you will see me, and you could call out to me and say, is he really worthy? And I will go, "Mm, I'm not doing well, am I? And it ends with, you deserve the glory. I'm like, wow. So it's really not about me? I don't often feel that way. I want it to be all about me. Now, I'm probably coy about it and, you know, a little humble. You look so handsome. Oh, stop. (laughs) In my heart, I'm like, you can say more. I'm, I'm not affirmed enough. But it got me to thinking about today. And the title, which you've heard some, but I'll say it again, 
abide in Christ and yield fruit. So let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for constantly inviting us to abide in you. You recognize because of sin, that is going to be our life struggle. But you invite us anyway because you know that if we accept the invitation, truly we can be changed and abide in you. And by abiding in you, you will abide in us and we will yield fruit. So today, teach us, guide us, that when we leave, the fruit that you are passing through us will be fruit that will draw others to you. We ask this in your name. Amen. Okay. So here's the deal. Does anybody know what a branch does? Anybody know what a branch does? What does a branch do? Let me ask it a different way. How do you know that a branch is alive? What's the evidence? You see green leaves? Ah, green leaves suggest that the branch is alive. Everybody agree with that? Okay. So I'm going to show context until it's off the tree. Now, technically, is this alive? No. Wait a minute. You just told me, how do I tell that a branch is alive? Does this have green leaves? Is it alive? So there's context. A branch is only as good as its attachment to the tree. And the source that goes through the tree allows the branch to have green leaves. So the branch really doesn't do anything. It's a conduit. It's just the source passes through and the leaves turn green. So if we break this off the tree, eventually it's going to look like this. And if I asked you, is this alive, you would tell me why. Because it's brown. And I would say there's no context that I'm going to show you where this is alive. It's not alive. It's brittle. And so I will pick it up. So with that, I'm going to invite you to look at a story that I hadn't often thought was a story. I actually read it, and I read it for resource, you know, I go around fruit. And when I read it, abide in me, abide in Christ, and he'll abide in me, and I will yield fruit. I just heard fruit. So I became like, hey, I know I'm doing good when I bear fruit, when I bear fruit. When I bear fruit, I know I'm good. And I've just disproved to you that that's not true. I could be as green and as dead as you would ever believe. But you wouldn't know. Because externally, you see only this temporary green. So that's with me and fruit. So I say, hmm, fruit. I bear fruit. Now, that is a bad narrative. And it's not true. And I'm going to prove it. So here we go. First, you have to turn it on. It's on. And as I said earlier, if this abides in my hand and I abide with it, when I hit this arrow, 
something should happen. All right. It's alive. So if uh, I had the opportunity with my wife, wonderful time, we were able to go to Napa Valley. And in Napa Valley, you drive through and all you see is these vineyards. And when I say when you see them, most of them, they're, they're just beautiful. I mean, you just see these vines. Now, in this case, they weren't bearing fruit. They were in their dormant stage. So, but just, it was, it was beautiful. And it got me to thinking about abiding. And I looked at the story in John 15 differently. And I'm going to ask you to go with me. They said, we're going to tell a personal experience. I'm going to share with you. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Context. Imagine Christ, and imagine you, and we'll use the term my posse, my boys, my boys and girls. We kind of hanging, and we're with Jesus, and this is approaching his last time, even though I don't know that. You know, in the Bible, you know, because you're reading historically, but I don't know that then. And we're walking, and he's talking to me. He's been talking to us off and on for about three years now. And he's coming down the stretch, and he's now kind of like summarizing and yet reiterating. If you look through the Bible, the message is always, obey me, and I will. It, no matter what stories you look at, it leads you to glorifying God. So this particular day, he's walking with us, knowing where he's going, and he's saying these things. And so it's a story, and I'm going to read it like that. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Hmm. He's identifying. In Palestine, there are a lot of vineyards, just like Napa Valley, probably even stronger, older. Um, vines can grow for a long time. So they're walking in their sin, and they're familiar because it's an agrarian society. So they're familiar with the process. So when he says, I am the true vine, he's telling them as though there are vines that you have seen, but they're not the true vine. I'm the true vine, and my father, symbolizing love. What love is there with a good father and a child? So I'm with my father, who in essence loves me, who is my vine dresser. Each branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So here we go with the branches. This is where I have found that the branch does nothing if disconnected. Now, does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that he may bear more fruit. You know, I used to think of pruning as always something violent and bad. But then I stepped away, and if there are any gardeners out here, sometimes you can have a beautiful plant and you still prune it. I was saying earlier, good, better, best. We always want our best. And God wants the best. So even though this particular plant is blossoming quite well, I prune it because he wants more. He wants the best. So sometimes pruning does take away good things. It's not always bad, but then there are also situations where dead leaves, things that are soaking up energy but yielding nothing. Soaking up energy but yielding nothing. So I can clip that so that the energy for someone who wants to receive can receive more and flourish. So it's for pruning like that as well. That's not enough. So he establishes there's a vine dresser, there's a vine, 
and there's a branch. And from that comes fruit. This is where I was always confused. I thought it was me delivering fruit. It's not. That's God fruit. Because the source flows through the vine, through the branch, to yield God fruit. And that God fruit, we talk about love, joy, quite internal, where it starts to just fuel me. Now, when it vine and the branch and the branch starts to blossom, that's when that internal fruit is starting to peek out. Now, what do you do with fruit? Anybody tell me. Think about it before you tell me. I don't want you to think about it. I'm going to ask you again. All you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. You're already clean. Think about that. How I feel about myself. I don't look good. I got a bald head. My teeth are getting old and cracked. And I'm not enough. <clears throat> Jesus is saying, but you are because I've already taken care of all of that. You are clean. So let's start from there. Say, I am clean. I am clean. Because of the word that I have spoken to you. So it's not you cleaned yourself. You're clean because he said you're clean. And because his word is that powerful. Now, if I tell you you're clean or you're clean, you're clean, you're probably not clean. My word's not that powerful. But if Jesus tells you you're clean, walk away feeling sparkly. So we go a little further. Abide in me and I in you. Interesting as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So this whole concept about abide is invitational. Christ says, abide in me, which is him, and then he will abide in me. So it's a relationship. Sometimes we don't recognize that throughout the Bible, that's really the essence. I want to teach you how to have a relationship. If your relationship is with me and, and I am in you, then the relationships you have next will yield. Exactly. Simple. Jesus is so, I use this term, he's so simple. It's not complicated. We keep going. I am the vine, you are the branch. He says it again. Have you ever had somebody repeat to you, what did I tell you? He didn't say it like that. He could have. What did I tell you? Usually you hear that when you're not doing right. Didn't I tell you? What did I tell you? I mean, what's between these ears? You know, you hear stuff like that. And I'm laughing because as I read that, I think about that. I'm the vine. And then you have that voice. I grew up with some hearing that voice. And as I got older, I have my aunt. Everybody slows down. One of my cousins used to say, why do they talk to me like I'm slow? I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I mean, that sounds like, okay, you think I didn't get it? No, you didn't. That's why I'm saying it in another verse. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. I threw a couple of away. You can see that. If I choose to disconnect from God, which is the true source, what else is left? God didn't do that to me. I chose to disengage 
from the source. So I'm going to slow down. I chose to disengage from the source. And if that's a life source, if I disengage from it, what would that mean? Eventually, I won't have life. He's not doing that. Of course, sin, but he's not doing it. A lot of times we say, why did God do that? No, I'm choosing some things because he's already invited me to be in him. And being in him doesn't mean that it's going to just work out the way I believe. But he says, if you're in me and I'm in you, you will do what? And what is fruit meant to do? Yes, nourish and be shared. So it's not my fruit, it's his fruit. And if I come to you with love, joy, peace, and love, that's fruit. And if you receive it and you're willing and you accept the invitation, now you will be seated, germinated, and you'll do the same thing. So you ask, what does that look like? Here's what it looks like. For me, it's at my job. Not that my job is bad, but, you know, everybody knows jobs, so I'm not going to sit up here and act like it's always 100%. There are times when there are people that I don't take my ownership of how accountable I am, so I will say they make me mad. They're not smart. They're dumb. Why did they get this job? That's not God fruit. That's my fruit because I'm not feeling valued. I'm disconnected for a moment. That life source is not flowing through me anymore. Because I'm looking at you, and I don't see you as a created being of God. I don't. Because if I did, I would say, oh, Jesus, <laughs> show me your face clearer. <laughs> I don't say that. I'm like, some other expertise that come out in my head, and that's not God. But if I accepted the invitation, I would gradually say, wow, Lord, what is it that I'm doing? that I see the person the way I see them? What is it that I'm doing? And if me and God are real, God is going to say, well, you got time? <laughs> Abide in me, in essence, hold on, because when I get in you, it's going to feel a little uncomfortable until I settle in. And once I settle in, you're going to feel that energy that's going to produce my fruit. And so I look at you and say, Hey, how can I support you? What is it that I'm doing that's causing this? That's disarming. You know, that, that person really has to be bold to say something that <laughs> would really aggravate you. Now, you may have to hold on. I didn't say stay long, but you may have to hold on. And what's next? By this, my father is... So when you bear fruit, he is What? So all of that I thought was me. You know, I dressed myself today. I felt I was pretty good. <laughs> and then I looked at the rain and I said, mm, I go out there, these shoes are not going to recover. <laughs> so after all, I'm like, again, I looked green, but I'm dead because the clothes will look a certain way. But if I accept him, I could get new clothes. Ain't no thing. Okay, so this you, well... Shoes get messed up. It is a thing to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but if I truly abide in Christ and he abides in me, then that flow is not going to make this anything. Because this is just something to draw someone to him and he can be glorified. You bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So when he bears fruit in us, 
we show others who is the vine dresser. Isn't that beautiful? When I do what God wants me to do, then others see his glory in me. Let's stay with that. We have the opportunity to glorify God. Now, that's awesome to me because I'm looking at my frame. I don't know if I can hold him, but he already invited me. He said, abide in me and I'll abide in this frame. And when I abide in your frame, my fruit will grow. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. What's next? As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Well, I'll tell you, why not? Reading it, it seems simple. I mean, look at the goodies you get. As the Father, as my Father loves me, I love you. And if my Father's love is perfect, then the love I give you is perfect. And if you replicate that love, then the love I give to Stanley is going to be perfect. Huh? The love I give to my wife will be perfect. Now, because of sin, I fall short. But yeah, don't, don't say anymore. <laughs> but I have an invitation to keep going back. See, that's the thing that could be given as a misnomer. Once I'm not checked in, I think I can never recheck in. With God, until he comes again, you always can come back. Never think that when you do what we say wrong, that in the midst of wrong, you can't call out to God. That's a misnomer. We say, well, wait till I get better, God, and I'll come to you. He says, no. My invitation stands in the good part of your life and the bad part. Come to me because when you abide in me and I in you, you will yield my fruit. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus is perfect. So if he keeps it and he tells you you could keep it, you could keep it. And he says this all in love. That kind of love is unfathomable to me. I feel I love my wife, but I can see sometimes where my love is a little distorted. It doesn't always show itself where she might say, he loves me. There are times when she's going to say, okay, what's up with you? <laughs> now, when I abide in God, I can receive that and say, you know, that's a great question. I'm going to check and see what is up with me because something's off. I'm probably not as connected as I want to be. That's being too vulnerable. But as we grow, that's what Christ is. He's been very vulnerable. He says, abide in me, and I'll abide in you, and you'll yield fruit. I don't know how much more vulnerable you could get. That's pretty raw. And I have to accept that because of my imperfect human nature, I'm going to fail. That's going to happen because of sin. But praise God, if we, if we keep exchanging in our relationship, he's coming back. And this old broken vessel is going to be renewed the way he created it in the beginning. And I won't have to worry about dead branches and counterfeit branches. I'll be so plugged in that I will never remember when I wasn't. Ending with the story as we're walking, he says, these things I have 
spoken to you, that my joy may be in you. What does he say will be in you? No, he said that my joy will be in me. Did he say that? What did he say? His joy may be in you and that whose joy may be full. So I can't have full joy unless his joy is in me. Now here's the beauty, here's the beauty. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to go back and forth because of sin. God's not going back and forth. He's here. And then a buddy of mine, we're in college, that he used to always say, we had a lot of fun, but he would say or do something. And he would say, look at my hand. Am I shaking? That's what Jesus says. Look at me. Am I shaking? When I tell you to abide in me, I'm the real deal. I'm the real deal. I'm not counterfeit. There are other vines out there that you are plugging into. You will die soon, and you will see that was the wrong vine. I'm the real deal. When you plug into me and I into you, we locked in, as they say sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm an old term. We locked in, baby. It's tight. There's no air passing through. And to prove it to you, you're going to yield my fruit. Not your fruit, Stanton, but my fruit. And you know what it's going to look like? When someone comes up and verbally punches you, makes you feel like this, you have a peace that passes all understanding. They don't even know. They're like, I didn't just beat him up verbally. And this joker is rocking around smiling like I gave him a room full of compliments. Why? Because I know that that evidence may set with that person in a way that they will come back and say, what's wrong with you? And I'll end with this as the singers come on board. I'll end with this. Strange things has happened. I remember a job where here's a guy I could not get along with. But I was always consistent. He eventually had, he was over me. He eventually had a challenge at his job. Now, we weren't on the same page. But I was amazed that when he was at his lowest point, he came to talk to me. And I was like, how is that happening? Because at some point, when God was being <laughs> flowing through me, he felt that. And so he came to something that he knew would give him some kind of security. And it was a blessing to him and a blessing to me. And those things constantly happen. I don't have anything else to the story. I can't say I got a job and we locked in. But when the point where he was needing that, I happened to be available. It was overwhelming to me. So I will say to you, let God overwhelm you. Test it. Test it when all else isn't working. Because it's nice when you feel the joy of God and the blessing. But test it when you feel that you're not valued. Test it when you feel you're unsupported. Test it when you think you don't know why you're here. Test it then. And watch him send people to you almost as though he created you. So I end with saying, abide in Christ and yield fruit. So, from this day forward, 
I'm going to remember what I just said as a branch and God came through me. I'm going to remember that I can abide in him and bear fruit. I'm going to call on him and ask him to teach me how to accept that he values me and that I can behave as though I've been valued by him. Will you join me in prayer? Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for being present in our lives when we are distracted. Thank you for drawing us. Now, for the God who's sovereign and able to lead and guide us, may we hold his hand like a child holds their parent's hand. May we let him guide us through life. May we experience the joy that a child experiences when they get the gift or when they receive the love that's overwhelming. Give us that that we may share and may we recognize that it's not us bearing fruit. It's because we are plugged into you and your fruit is bared through us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.